weakness turned into strength. You can turn to Hebrews 11 chapter. To highlight a verse there, then we're going to turn to uh, Judges 11th chapter. And as we continue on dealing with faith, in Hebrews 11 chapter talks about the matriarchs and patriarchs of faith. And so uh, I want to read Hebrews 11 uh, chapter, looking at verse uh, 32 to 34. Uh, then we're to turn our attention to Judges, uh, the 11th uh, chapter. Reading from the New Living Translation, uh, God's word reads, and starting at verse 32, How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Isn't that awesome? Going to highlight Jephthah. Uh, that name stuck out to me I, I, as I was reading and studying. I, I said, I know a little bit of Barak. I know a little bit about Samson and David. I know about me, Samuel. I, I know a little about them, but uh, who is Jephthah? And so turning to the good Old Testament, Judges, the 11th chapter. Uh, we're going to look at this full 11th chapter, but I'm just going to highlight just the first three verses in reading, but going to really preach on the whole text. But look what it says about Jephthah. It says, now Jephthah of Gilead was a great warrior. He was a son of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. Mm. Gilead's wife also had several sons. And when, they, and when these half-brothers grew up, they chased Jephthah off the land. You will not get any of our father's inheritance, they said, for you are the son of a prostitute. Verse 3, so Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Soon he had a band of worthless rebels following him. Weakness turned into strength. Looking at this text, it can remind us of some other characters. Uh, the movie, popular movie, Batman, Dark Knight. A hero they don't want and they don't deserve, but serves them anyway. Or maybe, like me, I like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and Captain Jack Sparrow. The one they despise and hate, but one day they got to turn to him to help them out. What a buffoon he is. Or maybe the other movie, Hancock. A drunk superhero who saves people's lives, very unprofessionally, uneducated, unethical, and doesn't get thanked, and then they despise him, and they push him out. 
A lot of times these heroes that are anti-heroes in a movie, and anti-hero means they don't hold the similar qualities of your wonderful protagonist. You know, they're not the Superman. Oh, Superman, up clean and standing young man. But Batman, uh, we want him in jail. Who is he? This mass crusader. Captain Jack Sparrow, well, he is a pirate, so these powers are, are the scourge. We, they need to be hung, hung, hung till they're dead. And, and then Hancock, who wants a drunk saving them? It might be in your life that somebody has chosen you and, and because of your characteristics or because maybe of how you were born, they don't like you. Look at Jephthah. He was born from a prostitute. Other translation says a strange woman or maybe she was an innkeeper. But either way, he was an illegitimate child. And his half-brothers didn't like him. Sort of like Cinderella. Sisters didn't like her. Teased her all the time, locked her in the cellar, but we know who became the princess. You see, a lot of times that people will just treat you wrong because of choices you did not even make. Did, you, did he choose to be born of a prostitute? Did he choose to, be, to have half-brothers? Did, did he make his father's decision? No. A lot of times we are forced in a situation we did not choose, but when we are in that situation, people may treat us disrespectfully. They may reject us. They will neglect us. But what, later on, they might have to accept us. See, looking at the text, Jephthah, see, the background in the 10th chapter of Judges. The Bible, uh, the book of Judges has a theme, and it, it always goes to say, and they did what was right <laughs> in their own eyes. That could be an overall theme in Judges. And so once again, in the 10th chapter, the Judges decided to worship other gods. And, and, and it's very interesting when you look at it, they, they are overtaken by Ammon. And the Ammonites are taken over, been with them for over 18 years. And, and then finally, they had enough. They cried out to God. And, and, and I like the, the conversation God has with I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to paraphrase it for you. But read for yourself. And it looks at this. They cry out to God. And God said, go to those gods you were serving. You were worshiping them. Let them save you. They said, oh, no, God, we know we have messed up. We have removed the idols. And they said, deal with us what you have to, but save us. Have you been there before that you know you were wrong? And, and you're willing to take the punishment as long as you can get saved right now? Say, do, say, say, I know I'm in trouble now. I know I messed up. You'll let me do what you want, but can you help me? They were crying out to God. God said, look what you have done. He, he rebuked them. He chastised them, said, I've been here for you, but you rejected me. You neglected me. You rather serve other gods, and now you're in trouble. See, another situation. See, Jephthah was born into a situation. He wasn't chosen to be into a situation, and they neglected him, and they rejected him, and they, treat, they pushed him out that he was with outlaws, people of wayward intentions. He became an eagle with some, some chickens. He was with them as a leader with these wayward people living on the outside. He was no longer welcome home. They pushed him, they pushed him out of home. He was no longer welcome to come back. His half-brothers had half the nerve to tell him that he will not get his father's inheritance. Then look at Gilead. They're in trouble. Looking into the text. Look at verse 4. About this time, the Ammonites began their war against Israel. <laughs> When the Ammonites attacked the elders, 
when the Ammonites attacked, the elders of Gilead sent for Jephthah in the land of Tob. The elders said, come and be our commander. Help us and fight the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to them, aren't you the ones who hated me and drove me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? Mm. Look at verse 8. Because we need you. (laughs) The elders replied, if you lead us in battle against the Ammonites, we will make you ruler over all the people of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders, let me get this straight. If I come with you and the Lord gives me victory over the Ammonites, will you really make me ruler over all the people? He knew these finicky people. He said, look, y'all done kicked me out. Y'all, y'all done rejected me. Y'all, y'all did not accept me as your own. But now you're going to come and flatter me and, and say you're going to make me ruler. Is this really true? Now watch what they do. The Lord is our witness. The elders replied, we promise to do whatever you say. They made so because in this time, and there were, the, the, this, their word was as good as a written contract. And it said before God, let God be our witness. They say, so if we mess up, God will strike us down, Jephthah. So we are not just giving you lip service. We really are confessing to you and to God because God is going to deliver us and we're looking for you. And so then look. 11. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him ruler and commander of the army. At Mizpah, in, in the presence of the Lord, Jephthah repeated what he had said to the elders. Look, how, look at this story. The people rejected and pushed him out. And, 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 and look at how this rejection pushed him out. But I want you to understand, people will reject you and neglect you for a lot of reasons. But let that rejection push you closer to God. Don't lose focus of who you are. People have their own idea of who you can be or what you can amount to be. People have told me all kinds of things. I, I, as you see, I'm not very tall and high. I'm, I'm just, about, just a little bit, almost five foot eight. And I would go and play basketball, and, and people knew that I could play basketball and talk about how Sam could dunk. And they look at me and say, you can't dunk. I said, give me the ball. And I go ahead and dunk. They go, oh, because they try to project what they see in you to be your truth. But they don't know who you really are. They did not make you. They did not form you. They did not create you. People have telling you that you can't go to college. You can't be a husband. You can't be a wife. You can't be a mother. You can't be a doctor. You can't be anything because your dad isn't anything. You won't be nothing because your mama ain't nothing. You came from nothing. You won't be nothing. You won't die nothing. People will call all kind of stuff and say stuff in your life. But who are they? Jephthah was in that situation. They drove him out. But yet, in the process of him being drove outside the land in another land and told, did God forget him? You see, other people may reject you and neglect you and persecute you, but God will never leave us nor forsake us. God does not leave his own. Aren't you glad about that? That God makes a promise, he makes a covenant, that he's, he's, he'll keep it all the way, but people are finicky, people change. As we know, a lot of us probably woke up and decided... Already, what are we going to do if the rain? I don't think I'm going to make it today. But me, I woke up. I was happy it was raining. I, I, I was prepared for the rain. Brother and sister, now we was ready for the rain. We came down early, made sure everything was good because of the rain. We, we already made up our mind. The rain is not going to stop us. A lot of us need to make up our mind and say, you are not going to stop me. What God has for me is, me is for me. And you can't stop it. You can't control it. You can't even make it happen. If I get this job, it wasn't because of you, but it was by God's grace.
If I get this scholarship, it wasn't because you wrote that paper. It was because of God's favor. A lot of times people want to take credit for your success, but it's God that put people in the right position at the right time. It wasn't just called wink-a-dinks. It was God's providence. Jephthah, we find he's a mighty warrior, but he's also known from his birth, an illegitimate child, a daughter, I'm sorry, excuse me, son of a strange woman. They did not accept him because of his father's mistake. A lot of times, other people's mistakes impact our lives and people treat us. But don't let that stop you from looking at the bigger picture. God has called us to stay focused. And as we stay focused on God, look how God can lead people into your life. He was downtrodden. Some wayward people came to him. Kind of reminds me of the story of David. David was persecuted. And it said uh, so the, the, the disgruntled, <laughs> the, dis, the, the, the desperate. <laughs> these, these people came out to David. And David became their leader. And then we find out these men become mighty men. This leader right here is sitting out, and then they come out. Now, the problem, if you look in chapter 10, they look for anybody, everybody in Gilead, but they found none. And they had to go all the way to Tob. They had to go to the one they pushed out. They had to go to the one they rejected. They had to go to the one they neglected to ask them to come and help them. And you can understand, Jeff, tell why he was a little bit questionable. Uh, excuse me. Y'all, are y'all at the right address? You, do you remember me? You rejected me. My, my half-brothers said, I can't receive my father's inheritance, and now you want to ask me to lead you when you push me out? Yes. All right. You really going to make me leader? Yes, God is our witness. If the Lord gives me victory, you're really going to? So Jephthah comes back with them, and he makes his confession before the Lord. He went from rejection and neglection to exception and exaltation. He went from being the lowest among them to being chief among them. Look at this. The half-brothers told him he was not going to get his father's inheritance. He got more than that. What does that mean? People think they can tell you what you're going, but God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. Like Saul said to him, that can do a bug that we can ask or speak or accept or even imagine. God can do things that nobody else can do. God can go higher and higher. You think that this is the mark, but God said, I got so much more for you. Somebody told you, oh, you'll never be anything, but you already know God made you, so you are somebody. You don't need their confirmation or their affirmation because God will affirm and confirm you all the way. I can see Jephthah out there by himself, but God continue talking to him, confirming him. Say, I have not forgotten you. I'm going to take care of you. And look, later on, they come begging <laughs> to him. A lot of us might be like the Gileads. A lot of us have burned bridges. A lot of us have talked down on somebody, tore them down, and we had to humble ourselves. We had to eat some humble pie. We told somebody what they could not do. They come back and they have done it. <laughs> and you're looking at them, you're like, man, I don't know what to say. You should have thought about that the first time you said something you didn't know what to say. A lot of times people want to tell you what you can and cannot do. But I'm glad that God has the final word. 
Jephthah's final word did not come from his half-brothers, but his word came from the Lord. And we see the confirmation here after Jephthah came. Look at Jephthah. Jephthah is a wise man. He does not just speak and, and, and do not act. He came with wisdom because before he went to war with the Ammonites, he sent out a message. Asking Ammon, said, why do you fight against us? Ammon came up with a lie, said, you took our land. He said, this wasn't your land. It was, it was, it was, a, it was not your land to take. This is our land. It was our God gave up. Won't you take the land that, that this, uh, the Ammonites have given you? He said, no, nah, this is our land. He said, all right. You pick the fight. And he said, let Lord be the judge. Look at verse 27. He said, therefore, I have not sinned against you. Rather, you have wronged me by attacking me. Let the Lord, who is judge, decide today which of us is right, Israel or Ammon. Jephthah gave credit to God. Jephthah realized that God is going to deliver us. Jephthah realized that God is truly the judge. You place me as judge, as prince, as ruler, but truly God is in control. And since God is going to judge, I believe that God's going to judge justly. And since God has rightly given us this land, I, I know the history. Over 300 years, uh, we've been all right. Did nobody fight us over this land because God has given it to us. But now all of a sudden, you want to get big and bad and come up against us. But let God be the judge. Then look at verse 28. But the king of Ammon paid no attention to Jephthah's message. Verse 29, at that time, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Confirmation. God confirmed him as ruler. God confirmed him that you have not been forsaken. You have not been forgotten. I have called you up. I have raised you up. And I will empower you to lead my people. They have rejected and neglected you. But, 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 but I can see God telling Jephthah, but it's beyond you. They rejected and neglected me. They went to worship idol gods. And that's why they got into the trouble in the first place. But here I am, being that awesome, loving God that I am. I will deliver them. I will have mercy. Aren't you glad that God has mercy on us? When, when we mess up, when we go the wrong way, knowing we're doing the wrong thing, Gilead and Israel, they knew they're doing the wrong thing. They said, God, yeah, we were wrong. Look, we got rid of the idols. We repented. We changed. We removed them, God. Will you take care of us? God said, hey, hey, punish us. Do what you want, God, but save us. Look at Jephthah. Jephthah in the same way taught him, look, you rejected me. You neglected me. But see how forgiven he was? He came back anyway. He could say it's your problem. But no, he came back anyway. And God rose him to be a leader. And then you see the great victory that he has. Look at verse 32. And Jephthah led his army against the Amorites. I'm sorry, the Ammonites, and the Lord gave them victory. He crushed the Ammonites, devastating them about 20 towns, from Aurora to an area near Minneth, and as far as away as Abel Carmen. In this way, Israel defeated the Ammonites. He destroyed their enemies. God raised him up. His brothers didn't see it. His countrymen didn't see it. But God sees it. They saw him as weakness. They saw him as lesser than them. But God turned their weakness into their strength. They rejected him and they neglected him. But then it came to had to accept him and exalt him. So many times in our lives we reject the truth and neglect the truth. But then comes a time when we need the truth. We have to accept the truth and live the truth. 
You see, all this time they were living in a false security, thinking that their idol gods was going to protect them, thinking that everything's going to be all right. But when God has called us to follow him, it says, be ye holy as I am holy. God wants you to be just like him. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that God created us after his own image. I'm glad today that we can call God our Father, that we can become of Him. And how do we become from of Him? By accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And now I want you to look at the parallels here in this text at Jeff and Jesus. Jesus was neglected by His own half-brothers and sisters. They rejected Him. They, he's not the Messiah. And one of the gospels says he is out of his mind. <laughs> they came to get him. His own disciples neglected him. In the time in the garden, they couldn't even sleep with him. They couldn't even pray with him. They fell asleep on him. He woke them up earnestly and said, can't you just pray with me a little while? Peter neglected him, cursed three times, saying, I don't know him. But yet still, Jesus endured the cross. Still, Jesus walked this earthen journey, knowing that the Son of Man must suffer many things. You see, oftentimes in our life, we want all the success, but we don't want to work for it. We want everybody to say, give me, give me, give me, and we don't give back. But Jephthah had to work his way back up. He got pushed out, had to find a way to live on his own, depending on the Lord. But it's amazing how the Lord can bring you through, how he can hold your hand and build you up. He was suffering. He seemed to be the weakness in his society. He was the lame one. They didn't want him. They had nothing to do with him. But when they were in time of trouble, they called out his name. Have you been there? In time of trouble, you called on the name of Jesus. I don't know what the doctor's going to do, but I know a good doctor that's never lost a patient. I don't know what the judge is going to do, but I got a lawyer that's interceding on my behalf right now before the good judge. That's God the Father. I don't know if I'm ever going to see a loved one again, but my, my friend Jesus told me I'd go to prepare a place for you. See, society wants you to think you're nothing. Society can beat you down because we live in such a place about bling and, 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 and fashion and jewelry and having so much accumulation of wealth. And we look, look, look how much wealth we have, but yet still look at the gas price. I'm still trying to figure this out, right? Look, look at how much you're paying for groceries. Look, look at just how much things cost, but yet we're supposed to be wealthy. You catch this. The wealth, the rich get rich. The poor get prison. But yet I love Jesus because he said, take care of the least of these. We as the kingdom of God should not be like the Gileads and just put somebody down because of their condition. But we should see how we can lift them up. See how we can give them a helping hand. Each wants to reach out and, and touch somebody and say, I can help you out. Look across your street in your neighbor. It might be in your dorm room. It might be in your workplace. But there's somebody you can help out that feel like Jephthah. They feel neglected. Their family rejects them. Their family does not accept them. But you can tell them, but there's a father that loves you unconditionally. That he's given everything that he's had for you. There's no need for you to have your head down. Look up, son. Look up, daughter. Look, your glory's in the air. You <laughs> see who's up there? That's God. And he holds the earth in his hands. And he holds you in his hands. 
And everything that he has for you, can nobody pluck out the hand of God. I like in Isaiah, it talks about who told God anything, who counseled him. Who gave him wisdom? Nobody, because he knows everything. I'm glad that he knows everything. So when somebody tells you what you cannot do, ask them this question. Did you talk to God? Because God knows what's in my life, not you. Don't come and tell me what you feel or what you think. That's good. Everybody has an opinion, just like a belly button. Everybody has one. That's good. I'm glad you have that. But God has the last say. Those that feel rejected and neglected. It's hard out there on your own. I know. I've been there. I get there often. It's easy to have ups and downs in life. But when you get into that dip, when you get into that ditch, when you get into that dark hole, just think about Jephthah. Think how God sent people to go get him, to come and lead them. God can send people in your life that will be a blessing to you. God can send grace and mercy in your life. That will be a blessing to you. God will send you a word maybe through a card or through a telephone or through an email. Or you just happen to open up your word that day to bless you that day. It's amazing how you may think you're all by yourself. But we serve a God that can always be found. So why are you feeling down? Why are you feeling weak? Realize your strength comes from the Lord. Realize your power comes from God. And realize that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Bless the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Father, Lord, we come to you right now. Thanking you, Lord, that you truly have the final say in our lives. That when others have given up on us, when others have pushed us away, Lord, you stand with arms wide open, ready to receive us. So, Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And, Lord, there's someone here today who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that you love the world so much. You gave your only begotten Son. That whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And Father, to that person, they confess today and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God, you have risen him from the dead. They shall be saved. Father, we thank you for that confession. We thank you for that belief. And then, Father, with someone here that looks to continue to grow and to be a disciple, Lord, this body Extend our hands to welcome them into this fold as we can sharpen one another and grow together, God, in your great love to be awesome change agents in this community to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus name, Lord we pray. Amen. May we stand.